it's horrible. It's just, it's stressful. Although I don't even know if I can say that. I just wish the perks were a little more. Good gracious, that ride is awful. Hey y'all, it's LJ here, owner and founder of Smart Moms Plan Disney and Smart Moms Travel. We are so glad you're here for another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. Now, here's your host, Allie. Welcome to another episode of the Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. I am your host, Allie. I am joined by my dear friend, Becky. Hello, Becky. Hello, Allie. And we're really looking forward to today's discussion because this is a topic that a lot of you listeners have been asking for. We have yet to deliver on, but today is going to start the ball rolling on what I'm sure will be a lot of conversations about Disneyland. I am so excited to go to the other coast. West Coast is where I was born and raised. So Disneyland was my home park for the first 35 years of my life. And here's the thing. We covered a lot on this show. We have talked resorts, transportation, parks, activities. We have really started to break down what does it take to go to Disney World and what kind of experience are you going to have while you're there. The thing is, a lot of it is going to be similar at Disneyland. You're going to have all of that magic or more if you're a, a history buff or someone that's really into nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um But there are also going to be elements of a Disneyland vacation that are going to be far different planning-wise and experience-wise if you are heading to the West Coast to go to the park that started it all. And I'm excited today to introduce our listeners to the Disneyland experience by really kind of isolating and talking through the differences between land and world. I think that that is a perfect conversation to have because a lot of people who are going to Disney, especially for the first time, you could be coming from the Midwest and thinking, do I go to Florida or do I go to California? And why would you choose one over the other? So a differences conversation seems perfect for where we're at. Exactly. And I think, you know, for Midwesters like myself, uh, anybody that lives on the East Coast and really in the southern part of the country, Disney World just... And maybe this is just me. Maybe you can answer this for me because you're from Utah originally. Disney World is the default for us. That's where we went. I never took my first trip to Disneyland. I've been several times now. But I was well into adulthood. Actually, my oldest daughter was born by the time I took my first trip to Disneyland. She was with me. Uh, It was just my wife and I and her. And so I, I had had so many world experiences before I ever stepped foot on, you know, the California Disneyland property. Yeah. So being from Utah, Utah has a definite draw to Disneyland because honestly, we have a little bit bigger families in Utah. A lot of families will have three or more children. And for that purpose, flying can sometimes kick it out of your price range. And so a lot of families, especially where I grew up in northern Utah, would just make the 12, 13 hour drive to Disneyland. In fact, I find when I talked to a lot of people in Utah, if they were traveling out of state to go on vacation, Disneyland was the destination they had been to. That's such an interesting point of view. And I love that you and I are doing this together because even though Disney World is your home park now, that just was, we were the opposites. You were an adult before you went to World. Mm -hmm. And so I can't imagine Disneyland being the destination of choice, right? Because 
you know, it, it's just so much harder for where my family lives. And I even find myself thinking, okay, and this is one of the big differences. If I'm going to take my three kids, my wife and I, to Disneyland, Disney World, it's easy. We can honestly pop in for three nights mm -hmm. and it'd be worth it. Can I travel across the country to California and it'd be worth it for three nights? Um, probably not. You know, we're going to be dealing with a big time difference. And I suppose anybody on the West Coast is feeling the same way about Disney World, right? They're not going to travel all the way to Florida and battle that time change with their kiddos for three nights. I feel that way now living in Florida. In fact, like I said, Disneyland was my home park and I want to get back to Disneyland so bad. The last time we went was in February of 2019 and I feel the draw that I need to go back, but we were looking at it for this summer and the time commitment for us to travel three time zones to get from Florida to California takes two full travel days of our already limited PTO that we have. And so it is definitely a you are choosing one way or the other, and it's it's not something that's always feasible. So that traveling time sometimes can be the difference between whether you're choosing Disneyland or Disney World. Now, those are good points. And here's the thing. One of the biggest differences for those listeners that may not know, I think a lot of people are, a lot of people are unfamiliar with Disneyland more so than I think maybe they even realize, you know, and yeah. The thing is, Disneyland has two parks. That's one of the biggest differences among the many that we're going to cover. It has two parks, whereas Disney World has the four parks we've covered on this show, as well as the water parks, uh, and then the other Disney bubble things that we've talked about. So Disneyland does not have water parks and has two theme parks, one being Disneyland, the other being California Adventure Park, and then the downtown Disney District. And all of that is right there together. It's all walkable. It's all right there. So when I'm planning a trip for my family and we're talking about what is the appropriate length of trip, which we will dive into in this show, with only two parks, I I do have to still extend it beyond just visiting each one each, once one time. I agree. And when I'm thinking about going all the way to the West Coast, living on the East Coast now, I also don't want to go out and just do two days at Disney. While two days could be plenty to do Disney, I would really push for more than two days in Disneyland. I also want to go see um, some of the other parks and some of the other attractions like in Hollywood and some of those other things that might take up some of my time as well. What do you think is the optimal length of time how what is the best for a family of like mine three kiddos like yours three kids two parents we're heading to Disneyland what do you think is the length of trip that makes the most sense I think three day park hopper minimum would give you a fulfillment between the two parks but I think that if you could push it to four days that would be great I think that when you're talking about Disney World I'm like, the more the merrier, right? If I could have a 10-day park hopper in Disney World, that would be amazing. I think that would be overkill for Disneyland. I agree with you. I always say minimum three-day park, three park hopper. You absolutely have to have the park hopper at, at Disneyland. But I think four days is not something a lot of people consider because they're like, well, there's only two parks. I don't need four days. Mm -hmm. But I really think you can have a really relaxing and full vacation with a four-day car copper ticket at Disneyland. Three day is sufficient. Four day is better. I agree. And Disneyland, it's interesting. Um, first, I had a thought when you were talking about the two parks in California, Disneyland and California Adventure, right? Disneyland is a park where Disney World is not a park. Disney World is a resort. And so it sometimes can be confusing that when you're saying Disney World, we've talked about this 
on the show, right? Disney World, you're yeah. thinking of Magic Kingdom, but it's not called Disney World. Right. Disney World is the whole property. So Disneyland in and of itself, I think because the parks are so close together, it packs a lot into those two smaller parks than what Disney World is. It's amazing if you were actually comparing how many rides you're getting in Disneyland versus Disney World in such a much smaller area. Yeah, it's first of all, there's nothing like Epcot at Disneyland, which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little bit a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> yes. Uh, but they do have California Adventure will give you the energy of like a Hollywood Studios. It has that old cinema type vibe when you walk in, although it has a lot more going on in that park, uh, which, again, we're going to talk about here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Disneyland is very similar to Magic Kingdom, although this is what <laughs> this is where, quote unquote, Baby Castle lives. Baby original Castle. <laughs> original Castle is shockingly small. I've told the story on the show about my first trip to Disneyland. I took my wife and I was so excited to turn and I was we turned and saw the castle and I was like, oh, <laughs> I think that's kind of, I think it's kind of a reverse effect though, because I grew up seeing Sleeping Beauty Castle, which is the castle at Disneyland. And I love Sleeping Beauty Castle. And then when I come to Disney World and I'm like, oh my gosh, that thing's just massive. And yes, it's magical and majestic and all of those things. But when I see Disneyland Castle, I don't get that shock. Maybe because I grew up knowing that little baby castle. The thing I love the most about Disneyland is I'm a sucker for just the history of Disney and how it became this thing that it is. I just am. And we are in love with it, as so many people are. Disneyland is really what started it, right? right? So that is Walt's vision. He was there. He broke that ground and stayed there, you know? And Mm -hmm. I love walking those streets being in that area knowing that this was just opportunity this is possibility and look at what it is you know and being in that nostalgia being in what started it all for anybody that loves disney whether you're a disney world person or not disneyland whatever your home park is it's like disneyland you have to go to you have to be in the origin you do have to go and experience it and i think that you're saying that perfectly Ali like you need to go walk where walk where Walt walked but really if we're thinking about the grand scheme of things Disney World does not exist if Disneyland was not the blueprint right it had to figure out everything that was right and wrong with the plans and then it's like let's go and make this 10 times bigger and do everything that we're dreaming of in Disney World they are separate and very different from each other. They have some commonalities, which we're going to cover on this show today, but they're so different. You have to experience both both at some point in your life, in my opinion. I agree. And, you know, before we take a break and dive into our segments here, I think the thing that, as you were just talking just now, made me really think about the fact that Disneyland, when you go, if you're used to Disney World, don't go with I know we're comparing them on the show today, but don't go with a comparison mindset. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, this is better at Disney World or this is bigger at Disney World. I think that sets you up for for misunderstanding what Disneyland is. Some people will automatically say, well, no, Disneyland is better because it's the original everything. You know, even the attractions at Magic Kingdom inspired by the rides at Disneyland, Disneyland holds the originals, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, don't go with a comparison mindset go with a uh, respect mindset. You know, this is this is what started it all. This is what sparked my something that I love today. 
Absolutely. And it really started everything, right? With Walt saying it all started with a mouse, like in the theme park world, it all, it all started with Disneyland and that setting this, the scene for what has turned into parks across our entire globe, really. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm so excited to really break down the differences, the similarities, things you can expect, things you can't expect from your Disneyland vacation. Hey, Smart Moms Plan Disney podcast listeners. Have you joined our online communities yet? You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast, where we're connecting daily with listeners, answering questions, and sharing our favorite Disney memories. Joining one of our communities, especially on Facebook, is like pulling up your own chair and joining the conversation yourself. Why let Tuesday be the only day you hear from us? Come join us to continue episode conversations or maybe even tell us if you disagree with something we've said. We're planning trips, offering tips, and ready for you to pull up your chair. So follow the links in our show notes and join us at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Welcome back. Okay, we are talking Disneyland today. Similarities, differences, as relates to Disney World, which we have, of course, talked a ton about. Let's dive right in, Becky. Let's do our sevens. Start with happy. What are some things about Disneyland? They can be different from Disney World or the same, but that make you happy. So we've talked a lot about this in Disney World, and it's one of the things that when I think Disneyland makes my heart want to explode, and that is the nighttime shows at Disneyland. Fantasmic is there, and it's the original Fantasmic. It is such a strong pull to me. My husband, for our 10-year anniversary, first of all, he reproposed to me at Disneyland and then gave me tickets. We were going to a dessert party, which... Okay, that was 10 years ago. Dessert parties were not nearly <laughs> as <laughs> common as they are now, right? And so he had gone. I didn't even know that they existed. He gave me tickets on our 10-year anniversary to go see Fantasmic. He knows that it speaks to my soul. And we had seats to watch Fantasmic, which if you don't know in Disneyland, Fantasmic is not in a theater like it is in Disney World. It is find a place to sit and cram your little family in there and watch. And it is there's so much magic to be had there. But not only Fantasmic, also World of Color. There's there's three nighttime shows in two parks. So for those that are unfamiliar with Disneyland but are familiar with Magic Kingdom, the water that Fantasmic – so Fantasmic happens in Hollywood Studios at Disney World. At, in California, it happens in Disneyland Park. And it happens on that water that would be the same – sort of canal area as like where Tom Sawyer Island is right mm -hmm. at Disney yep. World and so if that gives you a little bit of a visual it's it's a little different over there uh in terms of what's happening in Disneyland Park as it you know compares to Disney World and Magic Kingdom but that's sort of the water that you could compare it to that's where it's happening and so yeah it can be crowded and those seats would be coveted and can you imagine at Disney World at Magic Kingdom if like opposite happily ever after somewhere in the park another show on water was going on Oh my gosh, like the night there's there's just magic in the air during nighttime shows and all of Disney's nighttime shows are amazing, but there's something about Fantasmic at Disneyland and I like have to like seriously wipe a tear at this moment because we know that the dragon caught on fire recently and so they're not getting Fantasmic at the moment, but it's going to be back and it will be better, but oh my gosh, it's just it's pure magic. 
It's amazing. And you briefly mentioned World of Color. I've talked a ton on this show about how nighttime shows are just sort of like why I go to Disney World. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yep. I am so attached to these nighttime spectaculars. World of Color. Okay, I'm going to say something and you might be shocked, but is it as good as Happily Ever After? In my opinion, I think it's better. And actually, I'm going to say... Yes, because all of the magic, like they've built the the area that it's happening in right on opposite of Pixar Pier in California Adventure. The music is all there. The laser shows are there. Like, oh, it pulls on my heartstrings so, so much. And like, hello, why have we not put World of Color or something similar in Epcot? How has that not happened? So I I think I actually agree with you that World of Color is better. I'm shocked that you said it. (laughs) That is shocking. I know. Well, you know that I love Happily Ever After, the the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom. But I, World of Color, first of all, Harmonious, which was at Epcot, would have been a similar experience for those that maybe saw Harmonious during the 50th anniversary celebration in Florida. It was sort of similar. And if you loved that show, it was not even close to as good as what I would consider World of Color to be. Mm-hmm. If you're not somebody that like, you know, plug your ears for a second. Don't stop listening. Just plug your ears for a second. <laughs> but the Pirates of the Caribbean section with the smoke and the fire and just yes. all of that. The wa- it's, it's a water show meets pyrotechnics meets, you know, uh, water uh, animation, you know, and... It's really, really shockingly, I guess it's not shocking because it's Disney, but it's really fantastic. And one of the reasons I think I'm connected to it is because that trip to Disneyland that I went on, my first one ever, was actually my oldest daughter's first Disney trip ever. So she had never, we had never been to Disney World with her. And we watched, we just did one day. We, We just park hopped one day Disneyland and then ended it. California Adventure and we watched World of Color and I remember just holding her we got great seats right at the front mm-hmm. and I just remember holding her and bawling my eyes out. You know, I had a similar situation. I took McKenna. McKenna is my middle child and I took her for her ninth birthday. So she asked for her ninth birthday to go see a Disney Broadway musical. Well, living in Utah, going to New York was going to be a big time adjustment and and like we we're talking about, the, the time and money commitment it costs to fly across the country can be a big thing. And so I said, how about I take you to see Frozen? Because this was right around when Frozen took over for Aladdin in California Adventure. And I said, let's go see Frozen, the Broadway musical in Disneyland. And we went there and it was just the two of us. We park hopped. It rained on us. We we laughed through the rain. We danced in the rain. We did all of these magical things that you um you just dream of doing with your kid, making those memories. We had Disney mac and cheese and a bread bowl on the wharf area. And then we ended our night watching World of Color and just me and her huddled together, listening to some of the most remarkable composed music, just exactly what you're saying with the Pirates of the Caribbean music. Like, how can you not just dream of being there with your kid and breathing that in? You're just a good mom. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I want to oh. do that now. I'm like, I got to take my kids. <laughs> um, it's, it is true, though. So the nighttime shows, you're not missing anything. You know, if you are, if you're expecting Disney quality nighttime shows and you're comparing them to something you would see at Disney World, you will not be disappointed. Basically, it's the same or better. It's all there. It's phenomenal. It's, you know, it's everything you would expect. Other things. So I actually think Disneyland themed areas Okay, I don't know if they're better because Disneyland doesn't have like a Pandora, mm-hmm. the Avatar area, um, but they do have a Galaxy's Edge and it's just like 
the one at Hollywood Studios, although it's not in California Adventure Park, which is what I compared Hollywood Studios to. It's actually in Disneyland, but it's yeah. very it's it's the same experience. So great. You're going to get that. So Disney World has Toy Story Land, which if you listen to our Hollywood Studios episode, you know that I'm a little <laughs> it's not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I love being there. Slinky Dog's fun. You know, whatever. At Disneyland in California Adventure, they have what I consider to be the best themed land maybe in any Disney park. Mm -hmm. And save for maybe Pandora. I mean, that's remarkable. But Cars, Radiator Springs. Cars Land. It's it, You're stepping into the movie. Like full, full on stepping into Cars. If you have ever been to Art of Animation is a value resort at Disney World and you've seen the cars area, I feel like that is like one-tenth of the amazing cars-inspired magic that Cars one, Land Radi Radiator Springs is in Disney's California Adventure. Not Yeah, if, if you have kids that love that area at that resort, like you cannot imagine if you've never <laughs> been stepping into Radiator Springs. It is like you are in the movie. The horizons, you cannot see beyond what looks like the mountainscapes, the food, the lights, the cozy cones, and like the food and the cones. Uh, the Radiator Springs racers, the attraction there, the big attraction there, and then there's some other smaller ones as well. There's a Mater ride, things like that. The best part, <laughs> the cars themselves. Mm -hmm. Driving, yep. the cars are a character experience. They are. Yeah, like I have that same trip I was talking about with McKenna and we've been to, to Disneyland with all three of our kids. They were being raised there. They all were there within their first three months of their lives. But McKenna and I on that trip were eating at Flo's Cafe out underneath the neon lights and Lightning McQueen and Tow Mater both turned the corner. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's jaw-dropping. It's absolutely amazing. You're used to seeing characters, right? But you have to get in line and kind of find, look in the app and figure out where they're going to be. Disney really did it with cars, with Radiator Springs. Those cars just sort of appear on the street. They're driving around. You, they do stop and go up to them. The DJ car, which I think his name <laughs> is just DJ. I, I can't remember from one of the movies. Comes out and just plays music and it became a dance party. We were there over Halloween uh, one year, so it, everything was fall decorated, and the cars were in Halloween costumes. Oh, Mater magic. was Mater <laughs> was a vampire. It was so stinking cool. I cannot even explain to you. These cars look—they uh, are real. They are legit. I am talking to Mater. I am talking to Lightning McQueen. Cars Racing Academy that Hollywood Studios has is just like a sad sack compared to <laughs> what's going on at Disneyland I with this just, area. Yes, I just went and watched that car show Ridiculous. yesterday Ridiculous. to get out of the rain. And I'm like, if you've seen Cars Land, this is just like, I, I don't even want to say like a B-class version of Cars. It's like D or D. It is. There's no comparison. However, I did want to bring up a comparison while we're in Cars Land. I feel like Radiator Springs Racers is a better version than Test Track in Epcot. Same ride, yep. different themes, and Radiator Springs Racers blows Test Track out of the water. Yeah, I kind of have an unpopular opinion with Test Track. People love it, flock to it. Lightning lanes are always, you know, loaded up late in the day. Mm -hmm. I, it's not my favorite. I could absolutely take it or leave it. It's just okay to me. The end part where you go really fast, super fun. Yeah. I'm pretty competitive. So seeing how my car does is really fun. 
but it's not it's not life changing. <laughs> uh, Radiator Springs Racers absolutely definitely it's... is, and and ride single rider. Pro tip. Yeah, or get in line like at if the park is closing at. 11 p.m. get in line at 10 59 and 59 seconds yeah get on the ride and if you get the chance to ride it in the morning or the daytime and at nighttime I feel like those are two different kinds of experiences yeah I wanted to spend a little bit of time here in Radiator Springs just because I do think it's that good and I think even if you don't have a big car my kids honestly aren't even really into the movie cars but it's just so well done and I think that's why I was a little underwhelmed with Toy Story Land is because I had been to cars first and I my expectation was set so high because I knew what was possible with the Disney brand mm -hmm. and it just didn't quite meet it so yes Radiator Springs they have Galaxy's Edge of course they don't have a Pandora uh two a couple other areas they have that Disney World doesn't have huge draws one Pixar Pier mm -hmm. so the whole pier area was just rebranded basically that's over at California Adventure a lot of people will recognize there the water the visual of the big roller coaster that has the loop which is the Incredicoaster um, with Mickey's face on it don't you agree that that's kind of like an iconic California symbol yeah I think you see the in if you're thinking of um Disneyland you're envisioning the Incredicoaster pier with the big Ferris wheel lighting up in the multicolors right there. Just that scene across. And that's exactly where you're watching World of Color. Right, exactly. You're looking at that water for that show mm -hmm. we talked about. So the Incredicoaster, uh, formerly called California Screamin', mm -hmm. they reimagined that whole area to be Pixar-themed, which I just think was right on point. I think Disney parks in general, you know, can never have too much Pixar. Obviously, they have the whole Cars Land Toy Story, so it's not like they're not doing that. I just, I love any element of that. But they've reimagined a lot of the rides. They've made the Incredicoaster Incredibles themed and a lot of the other attractions there along the pier Pixar related. So they've called that Pixar Pier. It's a great place. So fun for your kids. It's, it's a whole vibe over there. It really, really is. Something else I really love that makes me happy about Disneyland is park hopping. Like those two parks, Disneyland Park and California Adventure are so incredibly close to each other. You need a park hopper in Disneyland. You absolutely do. I, I Can you do one park a day? For sure. Is there enough to fill your time? For sure. But you need a park hopper because these parks are a, a rock throw away from each other. You can literally walk very quickly between one and the other. So, you know, right there, the gates, I can't stress how close they are. <laughs> you know, the main gates, it's so funny. I can't imagine being at Disney World and entering a park and turning on my backside and seeing the entrance to another. You know, that mm -hmm. is unimaginable to somebody that's only familiar with Disney World. But that is what is going on when you get to Disneyland. And actually, everything that would be, quote unquote, considered Disney bubble in California is right there. So you actually get to the park entrances through down the downtown Disney district, which is like the Disney Springs area of Disney World. It's the shopping and eating that you would that you would want and a lot of similar things that are over at Disney Springs or down in downtown Disney. You walk through that area and then there are the parks. And so it's very cool to be right there. I want to jump back really fast. That last theme land that Disneyland has, the Marvel area, mm -hmm. the Avengers, the Avengers campus. Oh. Have you have you been? I have not gotten to see it in person and it about kills me because Remember, I have teenagers, right? My oldest just turned 17 down to my 13-year-old son. And we are diehard see Marvel movies the day they, even the day before they are like officially out. We are those people and we have not been there to see it. 
it's it's really phenomenal. So I think in terms of themed areas, because there's even more. So we've mentioned, look at all the ones we've mentioned, but Disneyland just reopened, which this is going to just kill me to say, because I'm so sad that I don't have any trips planned currently to get my kids out to see the new Toontown that has just mm -hmm. opened. We've talked about it on the show before. Oh. It used to be at Disney World. Mm -hmm. It was my absolute dream when I was little. It was just so, so amazing. Surreal, you know, to be a kid and be on Mickey Street. Uh, it was closed for a little while. It's reopened now. It has a Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So the different themed lands are enough to be like, I'm a Disney fan. I'm a Disney lover. I've got to get out there and experience these other areas that are just not going to happen at World. Um so they have the um, the Marvel character types. So they have the Avenger campus in Disneyland. Do you miss the land that that replaced? Bugs Life area? Yes. Yep. I kind of felt like, so Disney used to have Bugs Life. What was it just called? Bugs Life area? <laughs> I don't remember what they called that area. Yeah, it was just all themed after the movie, A Bugs Life. Um, so it was basically like you were stepping out of Bugs Life and into cars. <laughs> you know, they were kind of neighboring little areas, which was always funny to me. You know, that area was incredibly well done, and I did love that movie when I was younger, but I am so glad that Disney made a change. Sometimes I, I think sometimes I think things, just with Disney in general, stick around for too long. You know, mm -hmm. that movie has become a little bit more relevant. My kids don't know it, and they don't care about it. They, they're much going to prefer Avengers. I 100% agree, and you still get to see the amazing movie you love so much, and it's tough to be a bug in Disney world. Because I'm always lining up for that show. <laughs> You're like, first fast pass of the day, please. Yeah. yeah, please let me horrify my children before we get going for the day. Actually, I told that story on the show, and I think I think the time I was talking about was actually when we saw that show. They had it in California, mm -hmm. um, and I took my daughter to that one. So, yeah, oh, we don't make that a stop on our, our trips anymore. But I'm glad that it's the Avengers Campus now. I think that was a huge... So smart of Disney to recognize and act on something that was becoming outdated. I completely agree. I really love actually the way that they connected and for like forward thinking in making that transition to Tower of Terror in Disneyland, becoming Guardians and then connecting that to Avengers Campus. Like it's just so well thought out for such a tiny amount of square footage. Let's talk since we're in Avengers and we're going to spend a lot of time in happy right now because I think <laughs> I, I because I think it's important that we say these are things that are so different about world and land, but they mm -hmm. make us so happy. It's what makes Disneyland Disneyland, right? So yeah. we're talking Avengers Campus. What about Guardians, right? At Disney World, at Epcot, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Mm -hmm. The greatest ride in Orlando? Possibly the greatest ride ever anywhere. I am, I cannot, I've ridden that ride so many times at this point, and I am, I'm just elated every time, you know, you go through that tunnel, you're going up the hill, and they have, they're, the guardians are there, mm. like, it's just so fun, it's so incredible. Disneyland, on the, in the Avengers campus, has a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, it is not Cosmic Rewind. Correct. It has, it is an attraction that actually replaced Tower of Terror in Disneyland. They no longer have a Tower of Terror, which honestly was fine by me because the Disneyland version was like not anywhere close to as good as the Disney World version, like like by a lot. So I, I guess I was okay with that. Um, but the new Guardians ride there is more of a Tower of Terror style drop ride. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mission Breakout is probably McKenna's favorite ride. Well, it would be between that and the Incredicoaster, but Mission Breakout... The way that they have Rocket 
rac- the raccoon, right, from yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. kind of introducing you to the ride, the theming, the character placement, the storytelling. I feel like they upped their storytelling much, much better than what they were able to do with when it was Tower of Terror at Disneyland. I think it is one of the best rides in California Adventure. Yeah, it's probably one of the best rides between World and Land. You know, it's really good. But if you had to say Cosmic Rewind or Mission Breakout. Oh, Cosmic Rewind definitely is superior, but they're both so good. I agree. It doesn't mean that Mission Breakout's not amazing, but Cosmic Rewind is just better. Yeah. So the other ride, there are a lot of other rides that are in both parks, right? We have Pirates of the Caribbean, Space Mountain, Small World, Dumbo. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that you're going to see. Little Mermaid uh, in both. Haunted Mansion. Yep. But some are going to be different, right? Like the Haunted Mansion, that original mansion at Mm -hmm. Disneyland is really, really special. They do that holiday overlay. Yeah, between Halloween and Christmas, they make it Nightmare Before Christmas, which is just really, really awesome. Uh, Space Mountain is a double rider. Yeah. And it's it makes Space Mountain so much better, in my opinion, like. Stacy talked on, I think it was our Magic Kingdom episode, that she yep. was talking about how incredibly uncomfortable it is to get in and out of the Space Mountain in Magic Kingdom. But I think for that purpose, because it is a double rider, I think that Space Mountain in Disneyland holds it. I think I like Worlds better, but... Didn't you? I think it's just because I grew up on it, though, and everybody on this show knows I love it. Carla gave me a hard time during our Fantasyland Magic Kingdom draft, and then <laughs> I won that. So I don't, I don't think I'm alone. In thinking, you know, but I, but I do, I think I just really like that ride, but it's good at both places. Um, Also the small, so small world at Disneyland is the original world's fair. And it is, it has like a, it's like a shrine at Disneyland. You know, you walk up on it and it's small world, you know, it's its own in your face. Whereas at Disney World, it's kind of in that stretch of attractions, blends in with Peter Pan and Feel Our Magic and all of that. So a lot of people look at Small World as sort of a an annoying attraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think being on the original and kind of absorbing the history and, and respecting what it is at Disneyland uh, makes it a little more tolerable. Have you also, have you ridden that one in the last, well, Maybe, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, maybe you didn't notice, but in the Disneyland version of It's a Small World, they actually hide characters in the ride. So you're actually seeing Stitch riding a a surfboard. You're actually seeing Ariel. So I think that adds a little bit more Disney connectivity to being more current day than the one in Disney World in Magic Kingdom. And so for that purpose, I really, really do enjoy going through and seeing how many of the characters I can find in the one in Disneyland. Yeah, it's really, I think it's great in both. I'm actually, I happen to be a person that likes that attraction no matter what. Yeah. Um, But for people that think it's on the annoying side for Disney World, I encourage it far more in Disneyland just kind of for those reasons. Yeah. Um, They also have some other, I mean, the Matterhorn Mm-hmm. <laughs> right iconic and rickety as can be <laughs> i feel like that that is the one that i need my back to be adjusted after that right although i have to tell you i don't know if i've ever even told you this before but i have a special needs brother who is 11 years younger than me and he has sensory issues and i took him to disneyland when i had just graduated high school um of course my family was all there but I told my mom, I'm like, I know there's so much in life that he can't do because of his disabilities. But I said, mom, you're going to take him out of his out of his wheelchair and put him in my lap. 
I put my little brother Jake in my lap and held my like wrapped my arms underneath him and just held onto him and were buckled in together because you're kind of it's similar to the setup of of Space Mountain in Disney World in Magic Kingdom and he belly laughed that entire oh. ride Ali and oh like uh, oh. so it's like so it's like one of your all-time favorites then rickety it, or not you're rickety like... or not I'm <laughs> going to be like this this is the place to come make magical memories is all I can say yeah that's mm. true I mean gosh that's amazing so my dad rode I, I'm trying to remember if it was Matterhorn or Space Mountain on our trip to Disneyland and he was like so excited because he's our Disney World you know he's Disney dad for sure oh yeah and he rode, I can't remember if it was Matterhorn or Space Mountain, but we had our oldest daughter. She was too small for that. So him and my mom went off and did it alone. He met back up with them and he was like, I'm done for the day. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was ruined for the day. Um, uh, uh, Disneyland still has Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which was a ride that used to exist at Disney World when I grew up going. Loved it. So mm-hmm. fun. May not be relevant for people that didn't grow up on it. I don't know. But they still have one at Disneyland, which I love. <laughs> yeah. They also have a what I would call scary Snow White ride. Okay. So we just got home today from a week in Disney World. And we took, I'll call her a Disney rookie. Had never been to Disney World, but grew up in France. So she had been to Disneyland in, in Paris. And she kept saying, I want to go on the Snow White ride. And I'm like, there is not a Snow White ride <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that dark ride in Disneyland is what kept coming to my head when she was saying she wanted to go on the Snow Re- White ride. And that, did she mean the mine? Did she mean, she the mean mine Seven train? Dwarfs Mine Train? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how dare you give a princess something that belongs to seven little men? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with that, oh my gosh, that dark ride, the Snow White ride, is very scary. As is the Mister Toad's ride, in my opinion. That was another one that freaked my daughter out. We thought we were getting on this, like, fun Snow White ride. She was crying. <laughs> and then every time the evil queen comes out of the window up there, uh-huh, like, the uh-huh. window and there she, the window opens and there she is, kind of like when you're walking on the street. And after that ride, my daughter would see it and she would just, like, cry and be like, don't bother me. And she called her the even keen. She couldn't say say evil queen. So we still to this day call her the even keen. The even keen. Oh, my gosh. So in my head, I'm envisioning. I haven't. That's kind of where like Bippity Boppity Boutique would be if we were comparing Magic Kingdom to Disneyland. Exactly the same place. Yeah. Yeah. So you would be walking through the castle and on the left hand side, I can just envision your daughter like looking at the, (laughs) looking up and just being like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, she'll always be the even keen to us because of that. I love it. Yeah, I love, I love it. Um, so we've covered a lot of the rides, a lot of the lands. So what about dining? Okay. As you know, I went on and on and on about how much I love Disney dining. I love Disney dining because of Disney World and the vast amounts of restaurants you can eat at. However, if we're comparing individual things between Disneyland and Disney World, Disneyland has superior individual items, in my opinion. Okay. So like the snacks. Snacks. Oh my gosh, they're chimichangas. They're the, the churros, obviously. The churros. They have the massive corn dog. Although I just had a corn dog for the first time this weekend in Disney World. I didn't know that that Sleepy Hollow had that. So maybe I just need to expand my horizons more. Yeah, you have like your creature of habit at Disney World. I am. Right? I am. 
I think at Disneyland, yeah, they're known for their churros. They also have these really delicious tacos. Like, there's, like, a, a Mexican-type place over at California Adventure that's great. The Blue Bayou is a restaurant at Disneyland that actually Pirates of the Caribbean attraction goes through. I love that. I wish we had something like that at Disney World. The closest thing would be, like, living with the land at the Garden Grill at Epcot or... Or in the pyramid um, in Mexico. Yeah, the Mexico. But that's not, like, as iconic as Pirates. You know, I think that's a really cool dining experience. Um, I have... We ate at Blue Bayou on our honeymoon. Our honeymoon was actually Sean's first time to Disney. Have I ever told you that? No, I had no idea. So he had never... Go he had grown up not knowing or much about Disney, just other than Disney movies. And I'm like, for our honeymoon we are going to go to Disneyland. And he's like, we're going to a kid's park for our honeymoon, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy wife, happy life. Right. So he agreed to revert it. back we to revert back to last week's episode about adult trips. <laughs> this is so true. This is yeah. so true. And so we went to Disneyland and on our honeymoon and our in our Sean's dad and his stepmom gave us um, money to go eat at the Bly, blue, the Bly, the blue Bayou for our honeymoon, like, big splurge mill and it is such a really cool environment but yeah. it can be made or break like a make or break on where you get get sat so if you have the option i highly recommend waiting for a water edge table i agree yeah i also love the new orleans there's like a tiana's like new orleans type restaurant over there uh -huh. by where we were talking about phantasmic um right over there and so i i love that place we don't have that Anyway, character meals, they've got good ones at mm -hmm. great options at Disneyland. Um, they have a Goofy's Kitchen, which in my mind would be comparable to like a Chef Mickey's. Absolutely. It's, it's resort dining with the gang. You know, it's Goofy in a chef outfit. It's his, it's his mm -hmm. restaurant instead of Mickey's, but they're all, you know, they're all there. It's great. Um, Minnie's Breakfast at Disneyland at the Crystal Palace. Is it Crystal Palace where that is? The Plaza, I Plaza. think. Plaza. Yeah, you're right. It's the plaza. And I love that meal. I assume you've done that one. I have. It's actually one of, I say I have so many, like, everything's my favorite memory. But mm -hmm. we took our three kids to the plaza for breakfast. We made our, our reservation before the park opened. So we had an empty Main Street. I should share this picture on our social media because it is, like, priceless. But we ate with all of the characters. And it was kind of a hodgepodge. Like we got the fairy godmother. We got Minnie. Yeah, we got exactly. Winnie the Pooh. Like it wasn't just. Yeah, we yeah. had Rafiki. Uh, somebody else really rare, like from Aladdin or something. It, uh, the thing about that meal is there's a lot of rare characters. It is, absolutely. And when we left that mill, this, we were walking out with Macy was probably five. McKenna was three. Laker was like one-ish. And McKenna ran ahead of us a little bit because the the street wasn't super busy yet. And Ariel walked around the corner and came over and bent over bent over to her and was like, "Hey, do you want to go for a walk?" And took McKenna by the hand. And then she looked over and saw Aurora come around the corner at the oh same time. Gosh. Aurora came and grabbed Macy's hand, and the four of them walked from the plaza hand in hand. Me sobbing, walking behind them. <laughs> oh over, my god! Do you have that? Do you over, have a video of that? I, I, I'm sure I do. I haven't been able to find it yet, but I'm sure it's somewhere on, on a hard drive because this was, this was before using your phones for camera days. I was like right on the edge and they walked from the plaza all the way over to the wishing well and spent like five minutes just 
talking with them, taking pictures. It was it was not something that you could ever purchase for your kids. You could never intentionally make that memory, but yeah. it's just like ingrained in my head. I think character experiences in general are a little bit more leveled up at Disneyland in that way. So we had a not quite as magical experience. Like we didn't get a wishing well to ourselves with princesses, <laughs> but, <laughs> but my daughter on one of our trips, and I just keep saying my daughter, I do have three kids. But actually my younger kids have never been to Disneyland. So just my oldest has been, but we were, they were goofy was playing red light, green light. Oh. And he held my daughter's hand and played red light, green light with her hand in hand for mm. you know the entire round, which was really special. And I honestly don't know that I've seen anything like that at Disney World, just on a normal park day. You know, you get really interesting character interactions at parties. Um, I do have one really vivid character interaction. We got a similar to that experience with the princesses that we had in Disneyland with Peter Pan in Magic Kingdom. We were back by the carousel and Peter Pan came out and he's like, hey, do you want to go make some wishes with us? And so just he and our three kids went over to the wishing well again in Magic Kingdom and he picked flowers and gave them petals. And he's like, all right, everybody throw in your petal. You're going to make a wish. And this was in Magic Kingdom just like two years ago. So it wow. does happen. Yeah, it does happen. I, I think just, a, yeah, maybe my statement is a little too broad, but in my experience, the character interactions are maybe just a little better. But I, you know, you're still getting great experiences at both. And, um, oh, you know there's... what's another, you know what another attraction at Disneyland that we didn't mention that I love and Disney World doesn't have anything what's... is the, the Monsters Inc. ride. Oh, yes. It's so good. It's really so good. fun. Yeah. It's a really fun little, you know, no height limit ride. It's really great. It really, really uh, is. I think that, you know, I think that kind of covers it. All those things that make us happy, the rides, the characters, the parks, the lands. I mean, how close they are, park hopping, the shows. Uh, I feel comfortable pivoting a little bit because all those yeah. things make us really happy. Let's transition into Grumpy mm -hmm. um, just to, to offset some of all that happiness. <laughs> yes. um, the parties at Disneyland. And I want to start there just because um, I just mentioned them, the parties at World. Oogie Boogie Bash is the Halloween party at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. um, it happens at California Adventure. As you know, Disney World has Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. As of today, as we're recording this, you pretty much get tickets for any day you want. I think outside of Halloween Day is sold out, but even that took like a month to sell out. Mm -hmm. Oogie Boogie Bash is absurdly hard to get tickets to. Yes. I don't understand it. <laughs> you know, it's like I, they don't want people to actually experience this party. It's a virtual queue. It's horrible. It's just, it's stressful and it makes it just, I don't know. I feel like I even, even being in California Adventure, I like the parties being in Magic Kingdom. And I think I would prefer it be in Disneyland. I get why they don't do it that way, but I prefer like, Mickey's yeah, not so scary Halloween party is phenomenal. And if you want to go, if you're planning even a little bit ahead, you can likely get tickets. They make it very accessible. Lots of Oh, days. for sure. Yeah, yeah I agree. It, it's a, it's so attainable. Whereas Oogie Boogie Bash is fun, but just doesn't feel as attainable. I mean, it's hard. Uh, the Food and Wine Festival is also, when they have that, is also at California Adventure, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. You know, cool. I love any food and wine festival. I mean, give me all the wine for sure, but... <laughs> I'm not complaining about the festival itself, but I, I think I prefer the setting at Epcot. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of feels more like an afterthought in Disneyland compared to its... Just it, parties it, it in general. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I miss 
the Disney bubble experience. We had a whole episode about what the Disney bubble is. Mm -hmm. It's so obvious in world. You know, you are leaving reality and you are entering Disney world. Whereas Disneyland, when you're in the parks, for sure, you're entering another world, you know, you're going elsewhere for sure. Mm -hmm. But the experience in general, uh, very much less bubble-like. Yeah, most people are staying off-site in Disneyland because they only have three Disney resorts. And even one of those feels a little outside of the bubble to me. I feel like I feel like really only the Disneyland Hotel and the Grand feel like they're really inside of that bubble. Yeah, and because like there are so many perks to being on-site at Disney World. Mm -hmm. like, so many, right? transportation, yeah. priority dining window, individual lightning lane priority, um, extra hours in the parks, you know, outside of just a little bit of early entry, there's not much on-site perk for Disneyland, which is a little frustrating to me because I do prefer stay in a Disney resort. It's just, if I'm doing a Disney vacation, I'd rather not be staying at a Marriott. Yeah. Me, pers me personally, but it doesn't always make the most sense to do it that way with Disneyland, um, which I don't love. But I do love, you know, I, I, and when we get to Sleepy, I am going to talk about the reasons I actually do love that. But for purposes of this segment and talking about Grumpy, I, I just wish the perks were a little more. Even the dining priority window is there isn't one at Disneyland. Yeah. Every single restaurant, every reservation is made 60 days in advance from the day you want to do it. Whereas Disney World, when you're staying on site, it's 60 days from your check-in. And right. then I don't know, would you call Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes and... Like having to be in the park at Disneyland, a, a grumpy or a happy? I think it could be sold either way. I think, oh, I think it's a grumpy because some people don't like to, you know, some people like to plan their day in advance, right? Yeah, and with, they do. With Disneyland Genie Plus, you have to scan in. Yeah. So that that's a big difference that I don't necessarily love. You know, my grumpy at um, Disneyland versus Disney World, and people will think I'm crazy. But Disneyland does not have the people movers. And I love a good ride on the people movers. Yeah, I love that too. Mm. It definitely, yeah. I wish they had a, a people mover for sure. So those are, I think the dining window is like my biggest though. That's fair. I don't I don't like the lack of perks Just, for being on site. I guess the dining window isn't as big because there aren't as many sit-down restaurants to prioritize. I feel like, to me, Disneyland feels more like a quick service resort in general. yeah. I mean, they do have those couple, like some good meals, like we just talked about for sure. But they yeah. have great snacks and quick service. So it's like, yeah. I see that for sure. Let's pivot into, let's move into Sleepy then, okay. because we started talking a little bit about on site versus off. So you already said there are three on site resorts, the one being Paradise Pier, which they're rebranding into Pixar. Are they going to call it Pixar Pier Resort now? I don't know. Yeah, so there's that one, and it's going to be Pixar theme, which is going to be awesome, but it's undergoing a massive renovation right now that seems like it's going to take the better part of it this whole year. Mm -hmm. And then there is, of course, the Disneyland Hotel, classic, iconic, and then the Grand Californian. Paradise Pier would be, I guess, the value resort option. Yeah. I do love that they're they're giving you more of a uh, direct access from Paradise Pier. It's but cool. We, yeah. yeah, we did um go stay over there and and the walk to get there used to be pretty extensive i know they're they're improving that as we speak so we're going to have three on-site hotels soon but right now it does feel a little bit further more value-ish than disneyland certainly more than grand californian yeah and budget wise it's you know but I, it's still more than a disney world value which oh, yeah. 
which is really frustrating because Disneyland good neighbor packages, those offsite stays like we talked about for Disney World, that's like the majority of Disneyland traveling. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many good neighbor resorts that are across the street. You know, some are closer than Paradise Pier and you're packaging them with Disney and you're really getting all the same perks and you're saving a ton of money. So sometimes I get really frustrated that Paradise Pier is not a little less because you're not getting as many perks and you're not even as close as some of the offsite. Yeah, some of those offsites are even closer. The only thing that would be closer, the Grand California is definitely the closest resort. But some of those offsites right across Harbor Boulevard are just as close as, say, the Disneyland Hotel to the the park. Yeah, for sure. Good neighbor packages. I'm not a huge fan at Disney World. We talked about it a couple weeks ago on the show. Mm -hmm. I did a live in our Smart Moms Playing Disney podcast Facebook uh, group about it. And it's just not my favorite. Disneyland, I I can make a big argument for it. I 100% agree. And we can even sometimes, like we as travel agents can help with figuring out which of those um, perks you might want. Like you could get some continental breakfast built in. You could get one that has a, a little bit of a water park theming in yep. one of those good neighbor hotels. So there are some really good options in those good neighbor hotels that I are have right helped, across the street. I've helped so many families stay at that Courtyard Marriott with the water park. Mm-hmm. People love it. And it's so close. It's right across the street. It's great. I, I'm still a Disney, I'm still a Disney resort girl. You know, I would yeah. personally still rather stay at the Grand Californian or the Disneyland Hotel. But for my clients and helping them save money and in the interest of doing what's best for you financially, I make a huge argument for it almost every time I help a family get to Disneyland. It's such a different idea. It's such a different thing in California than it is in in Florida. The Disneyland Hotel, I love. I love for its nostalgia. I love for its, you know, firework headboards. (laughs) I love it for its history. Trader Sam's is there. The pool is really great. Um, I really, really love it. It's expensive. It is. And I love it. I love the Disneyland Hotel for Goofy's Kitchen. Like, it is Mm -hmm. a really, really fun character mill there. If you were, though... Comparing, like if you were trying to decide which you're going to go for a luxurious Disney vacation, would you choose Grand Californian at Disneyland or Grand Floridian in Disney World? Yeah, that's a hard comparison because Grand Californian is really more like Wilderness Lodge. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. In terms of it's there, the two resorts are extraordinarily similar. The lobbies and the theming and, and what they're going for uh, visually. Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be like the Grand Floridian of Disneyland, right? It's called yeah. the Grand Californian. So it, that to me feels a little like apples to oranges. And I'm not a big fan of the Grand Floridian. You know, everybody knows my love for the Poly. I'd rather be there. It's right next door. The Californian is my go-to when I'm in Disneyland. Uh, the entrance into California Adventure, it, Grand Californian has its own entrance. Super easy to walk, just right there. Um, and you come in in a different part of the park, sort of like the International Gate at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I love that. And I love anything that's going to make me feel more immersed in Disney. And so for that, I probably would go Grand Californian. I think if I was going to splurge, I would choose Grand Californian as well. I love the same things. The entrance into that back area of California Adventure. Mm-hmm. And there is grandeur in that rustic, like, mountain feeling, but it's not, like, rustic cheap. It's, like, this is a mountain lodge that is beautiful. We had an awesome balcony room at Grand California when we were there, uh, overlooking kind of the pool area, but also we could see Radiator Springs and the pier and Paradise Pier, uh, or Pixar Pier, excuse me. And that 
whole experience was very just Disney to me. Disney views, Disney resort, loved it. Mm. Uh, can I always justify that cost when the good neighbors are an option? Not always. No. Yeah. For a full vacation that we're saving, splurging, and, and really wanting a full experience. Absolutely. Yeah. All for all of those reasons. Yeah. I think too, we can, tr- we can kind of rope this in and combine it with doc yeah. because one of the ultimate doc strategies for Disneyland is as much as it pains me to say, <laughs> staying off site. Yeah, that Harbor Boulevard, there is a ton of options and even variation when you're talking about staying at the Marriott versus staying at maybe a Best Western. Like there is a huge range of price availabilities, room Mm -hmm. categories, pool types. There's one that's like castle themed. It's And if you're looking at that map and you're going between like Ball Road and Catella, Harbor Boulevard has a ton to offer. Yeah, we can also as travel agents really filter it. And we, I mean, these these hotels, they're so close. They're just right there. And you do have to leave the bubble. You know, Mm -hmm. that's one thing about Disneyland. On the other side of those walls, it is not, (laughs) you're not in Disneyland anymore, you know? And you have to be willing to leave that feeling. But the price is right. Kind of why not, I guess? Especially if it's like, do I go good neighbor and add a park hopper? Or do I stay on property and... And not have a park hopper. 100% take the park hopper. For sure. And that's, to me, also uh, the other ultimate doc strategy, which we've already touched on this show at the beginning, is don't do two-day base tickets because there's two parks. Mm -hmm. That is massive missed opportunity, you know? Three-day hopper. Put that in your head right now. I'm planning a trip to Disneyland. I'm going to get a three-day hopper. Of course, two-day base, it's possible, but it's not the best doc strategy. Yep. Agreed. What about the things you avoid at Disneyland? Um, goodness, probably timing wise, although I don't even know if I can say that. I don't know if there's things to avoid. Like it gets really busy during certain times of year. Same with Disney World, right? Those mm-hmm. Christmas times between Christmas and New Year's gets crazy busy, spring break, all of those. But there's benefits to going that time of year. Like like you had mentioned, going during the while Haunted Mansion has the overlay, mm-hmm. might make it worth going at that busier time of year. Um, I'll have to think on that one. My sneezy, there's a water ride, like a Bear Rapids <laughs> water, yes, yes. water ride. Uh, Grizzly right Rip- at, River Rapids, is that what yes, it's called? Yes, yeah, Grizzly River Rapids, yeah. You enter that California adventure, or that Grand Californian entrance into California Adventure Park uh, right there by the Grizzly River Rapids. That oh. is not going to be something I participate in. Yeah, water rides in general are something that I hardcore avoid, but I know my answer and it's Goofy Sky School. Good gracious, that ride is awful. Yeah, not my favorite (laughs) either. Oh, also, what about, this is not something I avoid, but I imagine a lot of listeners would maybe, and I'm curious if you do. What about the fun wheel? I love it. I love it so stinking much. Like, And I'm not talking like just being on the fun wheel, like be on the one that your car is going to be sliding down those tracks. You're going to get butterflies in your belly. Your kids are going to be screaming because they're terrified. So the fun (laughs) wheel, for those that don't know, is a Ferris wheel that's over by the credit coaster. And there are some cars that stay still and you can just ride it like a Ferris wheel. And there are others that move and swing as you're going. So like as you're going in the circle, they're sliding on these bars. I have the best memory Riding that, my fam- my wife, my daughter, and my parents, my mom had no idea what she was in for. 
I'll never forget her face. It was so hilarious. She was dying. Laugh. I don't know if it was a mix of fun and fear, but she's pretty adventurous. So I think it was mostly fun. She got one of those like bracelets that had okay. the fun wheel on it. Like it, like the picture on it was the fun wheel just to always remember how much fun oh. we had because she had no idea that was about to happen. She's like, what is this? And then, you know, it goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter was just giggling. I, it's just one of my greatest memories. So I don't avoid it, but I could see some. I could see some listeners really being a little apprehensive of that and avoiding it. So the I only, threw it out there, but it's not mine. Oh yeah, the only thing that I wish that I could get with the swinging the swinging cars is you don't get the height because you are swinging in. You're only really going mm-hmm. ever halfway. Yeah, Once that's you're true, halfway, that's you're staying, you're staying halfway. So you never get the height to see a big picture all of the Disneyland parks that you would I never if you were even, in. I never even thought about the view I was missing. Yeah. Yep. Because for thing. me, I'm all about, yeah, I'm all about adventure. <laughs> and so I was just doing it for that. But that is true. Maybe I'll have to write it twice next time and, and do that. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. I don't really avoid much at Disneyland. Yeah. It's great. It's a great place. It really is. All right. Let's talk then Bashful. Sure. Disneyland, is it overrated? Can you still have a good time if you grow up on Disney World? 100%. As long as you go in with the right expectations, in my opinion. I went to Disneyland for the very first time when I was five. And this is like, please don't take my Disney card. But I hated Disneyland when I was five years old. And the reason for it, thinking back on it as an adult, is because my parents didn't go with the mindset of we're going to meet the needs of my five-year-old. I was the youngest at the time and we had teen- I had teenager siblings. And so we were doing everything that they wanted to do and nothing I wanted to do. And so I was like, I want to just go back to the pool. But if you strategically plan like using a travel agent could help you do, Mm -hmm. you could totally plan and hit things for your teenagers, for your littles, for your, the grandparents in the party, for everybody and make everybody happy. But if you're going without a plan, I could see how you could miss it. I agree. I think it's what I touched on at the beginning of the episode saying, don't go into this with a comparison. Don't go into Mm -hmm. this. I know this is a comparison episode, but really the purpose of doing a comparison episode is because I think most of our listeners are pretty familiar with world. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anybody should go into this expecting a world experience. It's not that, but go into it expecting something else equally great for what it is. It's smaller. It's more manageable. It is equally as magical. It has way more nostalgia, you know, Mm -hmm. in history and amazing themed lands and rides. So being a little apprehensive because you love Disney World, absolutely. But I do have families text me all the time and say, we just love Disney World so much. We're afraid we're not going to like it. All I want to say to them is you will not have a good time if you go expecting to be at Disney World. You're not Uh going to be at Disney World. Go expecting to be at Disneyland and be open-minded as to what that means. Uh, 100%. Go expecting something different. It's really hard when you're in Magic Kingdom and then you go to Disneyland because you will get lost. You'll be like, that's not where Haunted Mansion is supposed to be kind of Right, yeah. But just understand that it is different and it's not fair to compare them because they are two very different things. Yeah, it's fine to compare them the way that we have today, but it's not fine to compare them in a way that you're trying to say one is so much better than the other. You know, I just, I truly don't believe that. Even though I'm a Disney World girl, I I still love and respect land so much. Let's wrap up our sevens here, Dopey, and we've touched on it a ton. It's the biggest mistake you can make. It's also going to be, for any smart moms, travel agents listening today, our hidden Mickey is Park Hopper. Park Hopper. 
do it. Just do it. Don't make the mistake. Bounce back and forth. You need that freedom. You need that flexibility. Go from one to the other. If you've never been, you can't imagine how close they are. You're going to laugh if you're a Disney World person when you get there and you're like, oh, there's that park and there's that park. Yeah. It's it's a no-brainer, and they're so close that you can hop back even multiple times within one day. You could go over to the other park to eat and then come back. Like, they're so mm. close. It's so great. Uh, and then, of course, like we just said with Bashful, just trying to think that it would be a, a mistake to to think that one is the same as the other. All right. I think that's it with the sevens. Yeah. I mean, Disneyland's amazing. It's so different than World. Equally as beautiful and magical. And so much for especially a Disney lover, especially a Disney World lover to give a try. You know, you got to give it a try. You know, I had a thought as we've been talking about this. I and this may be intentional on Disney's part, but Disney World to me feels like the most magical place on Earth. And Disneyland to me truly feels like the happiest place on Earth. Well, that is what it is, right? Yeah, that's what they call it. I mean, people will confuse those and, and call them the different ones. But when you're seeing the signs, like that's what they call it. And there really are just, I have so much happiness connected to mm-hmm. Disneyland. It's great. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we are going to go with the lightning lane. Hey there, friends. I'm Katie Boone, one of your podcast co-hosts. I'd love to invite you to join my Facebook Disney planning community called Planning Disney with Babies, Toddlers, and Preschoolers. In my group, I love discussing all the aspects of planning your magical vacation with little ones. Find my community at facebook.com slash groups slash plan Disney with little ones. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash plan Disney with little ones. When you join, don't forget to tell me you heard about my group on the podcast. See you there. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I know you're ready to get back to the podcast, but I've got something very simple for you to do. Join my Facebook group, Disney Planning Made Simple. I'm Stacy, one of your podcast hosts, and I have a sweet, friendly Facebook group made for those of us who thrive in the simple pleasures of life. Things like family, food, and Disney. Join at facebook.com slash groups slash Disney Made Simple or follow with the link in the show notes. We'll be so happy to see you there. All right. Welcome back. We LJ is in Europe. And so she her her segment isn't here this week with us, but we are going to do an extended lightning lane and kind of do a few more questions because I want to make it more of a Becky and I want to make it more of a world verse land type lightning lane round. And Becky, for you, because you actually are both of these have been your home park Mm -hmm. different than me. I'm a home park Disney World for life. So these might be a little difficult for you. They they really, really could be. However, I still, to this day, just just yesterday, we were in Magic Kingdom and the kids were comparing things from one park yeah. to the other and saying which one they like better. So there's there's nostalgia and there's there's love for both of them. So this could be tricky. All right, then. Are we ready? Let's go. Okay. Chef Mickey or Goofy's Kitchen? Ooh, Goofy's Kitchen. Mm, you? I, th- I think you have to give us your answer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably Chef Mickey, honestly. Okay. But but Goofy's Kitchen's great, but I'm probably still going to be Chef Mickey. I have a lot of good memories there, so it's probably tied to that. Yeah, that's fair. Pirates of the Caribbean, land or world? Definitely land. I love the hills in the land ride. Yeah, it's more thrilling in land. I agree. Space Mountain, land or world? Definitely land. I love the side-by-sides. Yeah, world for me on that one. Small world, land or world? Definitely land. Again. Land is, yeah, land. Haunted Mansion. <laughs> land <laughs> Disneyland yeah. yeah me too land Jungle Cruise Ooh, I think I'm gonna give Disney World I like the cave area in Disney Worlds yeah for me I don't really have a preference it's not really my favorite attraction either. 
Oh, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. it's fine. It's fine. Soren Fornia or Soren of the o- World? Soren over California is is nostalgic for me. I love like getting to see the Orange Grove and the Golden Gate Bridge and all of that. But the world just speaks to my soul. So it has to be Soren over the world. Yeah, definitely for me as well. Thunder Mountain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the mold here. My favorite Thunder Mountain is actually in Disneyland Paris. I if knew I you were going to say that. If I had to choose between the two, Disneyland and Disney World, I think I would choose Disney World because the nighttime view of Cinderella Castle. Yeah. But they're both great. You write it with I, your eyes why closed. Did I, it's... <laughs> yeah. Why did I know that you were going to say Disneyland Paris on that? Rumor has it that's the best big thunder there is. It really is remarkable. It's out on that little island area. It is, and it's it's probably my most vivid memory of Disneyland Paris is yeah. Big Thunder Mountain. But for purposes of this, I'm going to go world. Yeah. Okay, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or the Even Keen <laughs> Snow White Ride. I actually love the dark rides at Disneyland, so I'm going to choose Seven Dwarfs. I'm going to make up my own words. <laughs> <laughs> the Seven Dwarfs and the Even Keen. <laughs> yes, I'm going to choose the Snow White Ride. I think that... Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is a fantastic ride and is worthy of waiting in line for. But I really do enjoy the dark rides at Disneyland. Yeah, fair. Indiana Jones has an attraction at Disneyland. Do you like that ride or the dinosaur ride at Animal Kingdom more? I love the Indiana Jones ride. There are some fun hidden Mickeys in that ride. So I'm going to go with that. Although I think that the the photo pass picture off of the dinosaur ride is priceless. (laughs) The best. The best ever. It really is. What about Indiana Jones, the ride at Disneyland versus the stunt spectacular show at Hollywood Studios at World? Oh, you know, I'm actually not an Indiana Jones fan, but I love both of those things. I think if I had to choose to do one or the other, I think I would choose the Indiana stunt spectacular because I do have a really solid appreciation for live performancing or performances mm-hmm. and so that performancing. show <laughs> performancing you know the performancing <laughs> yeah <laughs> the we just watched it um a couple days ago when we were up there and it's it, they said it's 34 years old and i yeah. still feel like it is a very entertaining show well michelle tanner went to see it on yes, full house did. so and steve it's... was steve was running away from the, <laughs> <laughs> the it's an old show it's an old show <laughs> It is. Uh, um, okay, we already kind of touched this. The Radiator Springs Racer test track. Uh, Radiator Springs Racers, for sure. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, same, for sure. Incredicoaster or Rockin'? Oh, though I love roller coasters. Yeah. Incredicoaster is so fun. I love that you go upside down. I love that you get to smell the Nom Nom cookies on that ride. But I, I love Aerosmith. I think I'm going to go with Rockin' Roller Coaster. Rockin' Roller Coaster is too good. It is so good. And if you're a, a Disney World regular and you do that pre-show where Aerosmith invites you to the show, I mean, it's <laughs> ancient, it's so old at this point, but like there's always somebody in the room that knows what's happening and will shout, how about some backstage passes? And then they like <laughs> invite you back. Like, it's just great. It's so yes. fun. Everybody, everybody loves that ride. Yes. Okay. Uh, Tower of Terror or Mission Breakout? Oh, if it was Tower of Terror versus Tower of Terror, it would 100% be it's Disney World. Not- it's not I that. know. <laughs> I love Mission Breakout so, so, so much. But uh, the nostalgia of Tower of Terror, it has to be Tower of Terror. It's easily Tower of Terror. It just is. What about Mission Breakout or Cosmic Rewind? Cosmic Rewind with a really big question mark? <laughs> no, Cosmic Rewind with an exc- exclamation point. Toy Story Land or Pixar Pier? Pixar Pier. It is awesome. Yeah. 
for sure. I mean, absolutely. Uh, Cars Land or Toy Story Land? Oh, Cars Land might be the best land. You're right, though. Avatar, Pandora is amazing. But Cars Land, you need to get to Cars Land. Well, what about Cars Land versus Toy Story? Oh, you're right. Uh, Cars Land, for sure. And then Cars Land versus Pandora, you would still say Cars? No, I wouldn't because my very favorite Disney ride in all of Disney, even though I know the superiority of the ride mm -hmm. of Cosmic Rewind, is still Flight of Passage. It is unearthly. Like, it is yeah. amazing. I, I also think Pandora is the is the best of the best. Yeah. But then Cars. Okay. Uh, Disneyland Park versus Magic Kingdom. Oh, I'm going to choose Disneyland over Magic Kingdom. And don't hate me for that. Like, that, that might take my Disney card. But I really do love Disneyland. It's just I don't think you're alone. Close. Yeah. I think it's... a lot of people would pick that. I wouldn't pick that. But a lot of people would. <laughs> are you calling me wrong? Or are you... <laughs> no. Respectfully it's... disagree. Yeah. What about Sleeping Beauty Castle versus Cinderella? Uh, Get out of Sean, here. Sean reproposed on our 10-year anniversary in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. And so I just have too many core memories tied there that I have the to question <laughs> The question isn't what has more core memories. It's which castle is better. I'm firm. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely Sleeping Beauty. No, I'm just kidding. The castle itself is definitely Cinderella's castle. It, it is. It's so. It is majestic and beautiful it, and all things magical. It's that last look. It's that last look. That's the one you want. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right, here it is for you. The the end of it all. Disneyland or Disney World? Mm. Disney World. I there yeah. there's just it's exponentially bigger, more to do. You are actually within a world that is controlling all of the parts of the magic, all of the storytelling where yeah. Disneyland is magic. It's definitely a lot of happiness, but it's And it's still storytelling. I mean, incredible but it's just not you have to do it if you love disney you gotta do it you have to experience it you have to love it you know you gotta give it what it is but disney world for me still as well yeah i i agree hmm. well we're gonna talk more break down those parks probably talk more about those resorts and we're looking forward to those conversations and having you chime in and and let us know the things you want to know about disneyland but for now we just hope that listeners will give disneyland a chance and really consider that it's a place you should visit as well um, but for now that's going to do it for us on the smart moms plan disney podcast if you are looking at planning currently planning or ready to start planning again a disney vacation to land or world and you don't already have a smart moms travel agent be sure to fill out the link in our bio or in our show notes get connected with a podcast host we are so excited to help you for free don't forget to like, follow, subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts and on social media platforms at Smart Moms Plan Disney Podcast. Be sure that you are in our Facebook community where every week after the show on Wednesday night, we are hosting the Happily Ever After show where we will continue to break down the topic of the week, kind of let listeners in on the conversation and, and answer some questions we may not have gotten to on today's episode. We're looking forward to seeing you there. And until next time, we'll see you real soon.